guys, this is Carrie with Fullerton Professional Organizing, and we're going to tackle a subject, um, what is clutter? Um, now, the definition of clutter in the dictionary, it says to run in disorder, to fill or cover with scattered or disordered things that impede movement or reduces effectiveness. Now today though, we're going to tackle it in a little different way. We're going to approach, um, my podcast is about decluttering our faith, decluttering and organizing our faith, decluttering and organizing our homes, and decluttering and organizing our business or entrepreneurial uh, journey. But we're going to tackle the decluttering and organizing our faith. So, what is faith clutter? Anything keeping you from growing in the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of who God is. Anything that impedes your movement towards a relationship with God. And anything that reduces the effectiveness of God in your daily life. Now, first we have to tackle wisdom. In 1 Corinthians 1, 18-31, it says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written... I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Now, James 1 and 5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Now, in 1 Kings 3 and 11, it says that when God said to him, because you have asked this thing and have not asked long life for yourself. Now, this was talking about Solomon. Now, this is one of my favorite scriptures because it is so... There's so many blessings in this. So Solomon said, uh, because God said, because you have asked this thing and have not asked long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked for the life of your enemies, but you have asked for wisdom, understanding to discern justice. Um, that King Solomon, God gave King Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding and largeness of heart like the sand on the seashore. So because Solomon prayed for wisdom instead of riches and all these other things that he could have asked for, he gave them all, gave him wisdom and he gave them him all of those other things riches and anything he needed 
um, he was blessed beyond measure because in his heart, he wanted to be a wise king. That is what he wanted. So his heart was in the right place. Um, now, the knowledge of God. What is the knowledge of God and where do we get it? 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captive to the obedience of Christ. Numbers 24 and 16 talks about knowledge in this way. The utterance of him who hears the words of God and has the knowledge of the Most High, who sees the vision of the Almighty, who falls down with his eyes wide open. Now, under... Now... More about having the understanding of God. In 1 John 5 and 20, it says, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. So, all of these things will bring us to a closer relationship with Christ. Exodus 31 and 3 says, And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. Workmanship. If you have a business or if you work, this um, is will help you in all aspects of your life. Now, here are the things that can keep us from the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of God and from our relationship growing in Christ. And then I'll tell you um, some more about this. But our daily distractions. Um, if you have heard the story of Mary and Martha, that is one distraction. Spending more time with Christ, being worried about many, many, many things that are not important. There is a balance. There is an amount of time we should spend getting to know Christ and sitting at his feet. And then there is a balance of time that we should worry about our home and serving others and keep cleaning and preparing and getting ready, organizing, decluttering, etc. There is a balance. Now, too much TV is also in that category. Too much social media, too much time in extracurricular activities like sports and hobbies, uh, even relationships, unhealthy relationships. Uh, just like I said with Mary and Martha, too busy, doing busy, just busy work, things that are just not important. Now, those are all great things, 
there's nothing wrong with those things. But if you spend so much time with those that you don't have time getting to know God's word, getting to know God and speaking to God and spending time with God, and, um, then those are things that keep you down and they keep you cl- your faith cluttered. Uh, Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Now, there's also mind clutter. All the things in a human being's mind that can keep them down and keep them from growing in their relationship with God is guilt um all you know always feeling guilty for something now that's always something that i've always struggled with and 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 that's an insecurity thing that type of guilt that i'm talking about there is an insecurity thing oh i'm sorry i bumped into you oh i'm sorry oh i'm sorry always apologizing for every little thing that we do as if People are always upset with us. That type of guilt. The uh, guilt, even when you didn't intend on doing anything. Um, Shame. Shame and guilt. Uh, Shame. Always feeling like you're too bad of a person to come to God. God will look down on you. God uh, has too many issues with you. Or you just cannot change, never change. Uh, These are things that can keep you from your relationship with God. Guilt, shame, fears. Uh, Fears come from not trusting God enough. Lies, believing lies about yourself. That comes back to the guilt and and insecurity. Um, Lies about God. If we don't study God's word and we don't learn more about God, then you're going to believe all the lies that are spoken uh, that are not what God intended you to, to know about him. These are lies about God and lies about you. Now, these are things of the heart, bitterness, unforgiveness, pride, anger, resentment, negativity, and back to the story of Mary and Martha, perfectionism. Everything has to be perfect before you can do it. Anxiety, abandonment. These are all parts of life that creep in that we allow to stay there and grow instead of our relationship with God growing these negativities and these things in our heart and mind they grow and become bigger than God's word because in God's word and I forgot where the scripture is but it says think on these things I may have it here in my notes um but Matthew 6, 31 through 32 says, Therefore, do not worry, saying, What will I eat, or what shall I drink, or what shall I wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Instead of 
worrying. Come to the Father and trust him for taking care of your needs. Psalms 51.10, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. These are prayers that we can pray over our mind and our hearts. Ephesians 4 and 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. 431 through 32, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Now, Philippians 4 and 8, finally, brother, what Soever, now this is the scripture I couldn't remember just a few seconds ago. I do have it in my notes. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now, all of the positive things in the Bible that God wants you to do and receive and be, um, they're not easy. He didn't say it was going to be easy, and he didn't say that people were going to deserve it. He just asked us to do it as we grow in him. Now, Matthew 26 and 41 Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Now, that is one of the ways that all that I have talked about in this, this is how we conquer all of these negativities, is by prayer, and lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but our body and flesh is weak. Our body, our humanity does not want to do these things, <clears throat> especially if someone doesn't deserve our kindness. Uh, but we cannot allow ourselves to be tempted. And don't get me wrong, I'm telling you these things not because I've perfected them. I'm still working on them. You know, our relationship with God and our um, faith with God, it is something that's always evolving, always evolving, but we can't let the clutter keep us from moving forward. We've got to deal with them, not just let them be. Um, Hebrews 4 and 12, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of our heart. Even if we keep things from coming out of our mouth that are unkind, he still knows what's in our heart and we need to work on our heart and mind. Now, November's note, uh, sorry, Numbers 24 verses 4 through 9. The utterance of him who 
hears the words of God, who sees the vision of the Almighty. The only way we can see God's vision is to know God's vision and to learn about God's vision and to seek him and um, to hear his word and and know his word. Um, And so let me read it again. Numbers 24, 4 through 9. The utterance of him who hears the words of God, who sees the vision of the Almighty, who falls down with his eyes wide open. How lovely are your tents, O Jacob, your dwellings, O Israel, um, like valleys that stretch out like gardens by the riverside, like aloes planted by the Lord, like the cedars beside the waters. He shall pour water from his buckets and his seeds shall be in many waters. This king shall be higher than uh, Agag and his kingdom shall be exalted. God brings him out of Egypt. He has strength like a wild ox. He shall consume the nations, his enemies. He shall break their bones and pierce them with his arrows. He bows down. He lies down as a lion and as a lion who shall rouse him. Blessed is he who blesses you and cursed is he who curses you. All right. So if you didn't understand a lot of that that I just read, basically what it says is if we are to hear, be hearers of God's word and know God's word and do God's word, then we shall be blessed. But not only that, blessed is he who blesses you and cursed is he who curses you. So he will also take care of those that come against you for no good reason. So those are, that is my little Bible study on how we declutter our faith. And um, if some of that was hard to understand and was a little bit unclear, just go back and rewind it and start studying these scriptures yourself. Because there are other scriptures before and after these scriptures that really help to bring all of this together. And this is how we get to declutter our faith. By prayer, by getting to know God through his word, how he operates, how he doesn't operate, how he wants, uh, what he is telling us that is better way for us to live, not because he has all these rules for us to follow, but because he has all these safeguards to keep us safe and full of love, joy, and peace in our life. Even when Satan comes to rob, steal, and destroy our lives, God comes to give us abundant life. He comes to take all this discouragement, all these negativities that come into our lives. He uses those. 
He doesn't give that to us as punishment. He takes those things that come into our lives that destroy us and he uses it for his good. He's not the one that destroys us. He's the one that takes what Satan has used to rob, steal, and destroy us. He takes that and turns it into something for his glory if we allow it. We have got to work on the clutter, decluttering our faith daily. Well, I hope this is an encouragement to you, and I hope that you will come back and listen to my podcast again and again. The next segments are going to talk about how we declutter our home, and then later on we'll tackle how we declutter and organize our business journey And I will talk to you on the next podcast. Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it and love you lots.